0: Welcome to another great episode of the Midlife Makeover Show live on Instagram. These shows are unedited, uncensored, and unbelievably good. I would love it if you joined us on Instagram when we go live with awesome guests and great topics. Just follow me on Instagram at Wendy Valentine or the Midlife Makeover Show and click on the Live Shows tab on my profile. I hope to see you there. Enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Midlife Makeover Show live on Facebook. We got this, Jen Sweeney. We do. My beautiful guest here is Jen Sweeney. I'm going to introduce her in just a moment. Again, Wendy Valentine, hostess of the Midlife Makeover Show. This is the first time going live on Facebook, and I love it. I love this whole Zoom thing. It's so much nicer than Instagram in some ways. (laughs) So before we get started on today's topic, and you're just gonna find out here in a moment, I want to thank our sponsor. Uh, Today's uh, sponsor is Ambrin. Ambrin is the number one menopause supplement in the United States and clinically proven to provide relief of 12 major symptoms. That's nice. Ambrin also has another awesome product for perimenopause, which is what we're going to be talking about here today on the midlife makeover show. This supplement helps restore hormonal balance and menstrual regularity. I definitely needed that when I went through perimenopause. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> my- now that I'm actually in menopause, oh, I have personally decided to finally take control of my menopause. And I would absolutely love it if you guys would join me on a 90-day Amber journey. This is like my little 90 days supply right here. And I will be posting my Amber journey results on Instagram and Facebook, which should be quite exciting. And if we could just help with the hot flashes, I would be oh so happy. You know, anybody else? Do you get get hot flashes?
1: I have not gotten one yet, but I hear they are awful. So I
0: (laughs) I really (laughs) hope that
1: for you. I hope that helps a lot.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So make sure you guys follow me. Uh, You can order Amberin at amber.com. There's also a link in the caption. You can also order on good old Amazon. I mean, what can't you get on Amazon, right? Um, But I would love it if you guys would join me on this journey. Uh, So what's really cool, I have a 90 day supply of the uh, menopause. And then I have a 30-day supply of the perimenopause. Now, it is recommended that you guys take at least a 90-day supply, but I'm going to be giving these away at the end of the show, so make sure you stay tuned for that. Okay. Thank you, Amber. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay. So Jen Sweeney is our guest today, and uh, tell everyone a little bit about what you do and my favorite question of all, why you do what you do. Yeah,
1: happy to do that and happy to be here, Wendy. Thank you so much for having me. We've actually chatted quite a lot about perimenopause and I so (laughs) appreciate you calling attention to this issue. So I am Jen Sweeney. I'm the founder of Periwinkle and I'm focused on making the perimenopause experience better for all women. Uh, Recently, I wrote a book called, You've Got to Be Kidding Me. It's a perimenopause survival guide. And I wrote it because I was really frustrated with my own perimenopause experience. I went from being a very happy, well-adjusted, happily married with, you know, teens and doing really well with my career. And then all of a sudden I started having incredibly difficult physical and emotional symptoms so much so that they took over my life. And I went from being really happy to really miserable. I had a lot of anxiety and depression. I gained like 20 pounds overnight. And essentially I felt like a different person, which was not enjoyable, but the worst part was when I reached out to various clinicians for help, Mm -hmm. they really didn't seem to have the information that I was looking for or the support and ideas that I really needed to get through this period of time, which is why I wrote the guide and which is why I launched Periwinkle. And I'm basically on a mission to raise awareness about perimenopause and to help women get through this time, not just to get through it, but to really thrive and to feel good in midlife.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think I shared with you uh, yesterday and even we were doing our little test run on Facebook that I I already went through perimenopause and I didn't even know that, that that was perimenopause. I I have never I had never heard of it. So I'm so grateful that you're bringing awareness to this because I'm sure like most of the women out there are like wait, what's going on with my body? And I shouldn't be going through this right now. Isn't it not supposed to start until like in your 50s or 60s? That was my thought. I I I didn't think there was a stage before menopause.
1: In fact, for me, I'd never, like you, I'd never heard of the term perimenopause. I had heard of menopause. But keep in mind, like, I think for a lot of us menopause, we associate that with being old because there was a time when you would go through menopause and then you would die shortly thereafter because our life expectancies were, you know, in the sixties or the seventies. Now, you know, we're going through menopause, say around 50 or 55, we could be living another 30 years yeah, or 40 years if you know, lucky. So I don't know that. I mean, for me, at least I don't consider menopause to be old anymore, for sure. And I think one of the things I'd love for women to know is that perimenopause can begin as, as early as late thirties. Wow. So yeah, I mean, a lot of women start with perimenopause in their late thirties. So they might just be finishing up having kids and then bam, they hit perimenopause. And then, like us, they don't know what it is. They don't know mm-hmm. what to expect. And they're not unfortunately getting the support that I think we all deserve during this time of life.
0: Yeah, exactly. Now, what are the typical symptoms of perimenopause?
1: Yeah, so it can range. So physical symptoms can be hot flashes, like you were talking about earlier. That is actually a really common cause of peri- or a symptom of perimenopause, sleep issues. So if you are having a really hard time falling asleep at night, or you're waking up, a lot of us wake up at two and three in the morning, and that's because we are really low on progesterone. And it's common. It's just, it happens you know, naturally as we get older, our progesterone lowers. And that's the hormone that makes us feel relaxed and helps us sleep. Mm-hmm. So that's another symptom. Our gain can definitely be a, a symptom of perimenopause. And again, it's because our hormones are decreasing our estrogen, mm-hmm. but testosterone is also decreasing. What we, yes. many of us don't know is like women do have testosterone and it's really important to have testosterone in order to uh, build muscle. So for mm-hmm. me, when I was in perimenopause, all of a sudden, like my body had no testosterone. I was yeah. a level seven, which is like, basically I was just zero <laughs> yeah. on level, and that led to the waking and, you know, the muscle that I did have started to turn to fat. So I would never have known that had I not tested my hormones, by the way, which is something I do recommend highly in my guide. You know, I do think it's important to know what, what's going on in your body when you hit perimenopause and
0: then as you're going through it, and then also as you hit menopause, well, and I would think too, I know I did this. When I was having all those symptoms, I didn't know what was going on with me. And so I'm like hopping around at different doctors trying to figure out like, what is happening? Like, I have, you know, I mean, so that was, that was quite a challenge for me. Was that for you too?
1: It really was. And one of the things I, I'm just going to continue to say over and over again on any platform I can find do yourself a favor and find a clinician and a care team that specializes in hormones and in perimenopause or menopause. You know, I would love for it to be the case that all primary care doctors were trained in hormones and knew a lot about perimenopause and menopause. Unfortunately, that's not the case. They're generalists, so they don't get a lot of training on issues. Even OBGYNs. You know OBs and gynecologists, they don't even get a lot of training on hormone issues and um and perimenopause and menopause. So you really need to find a clinician and a care team that have gotten training in those issues. I mean you really need to do a search on the internet. I've also been really fortunate that the functional medicine clinicians that I've worked with do seem to have a really good working knowledge of these issues. You should double check and make sure that you know they have this particular specialty and interest. Um, But don't rely on just the doctors you've been seeing, you know, for the rest of your life, because there's a really good chance they actually don't know Anything about perimenopause? Yeah,
0: and you know what? Functional medicine is so big right now. My ex-husband is actually a functional medicine doctor, so I was lucky that I had such great connections, and I was able to get my hormones tested. And yeah, I was shocked because then when I did get them tested, I was on E. I was like empty yeah. on pretty much every. Like, whoa! I guess it's menopause, but but it's nice to know. Because then you can kind of like, all right, well, at least you can take supplements or what about, um, what do you recommend as far as like foods and things you can do to just bring some relief?
1: Yeah, so there are three paths as I see them. So many women don't really experience a lot of symptoms. It's usually about one quarter of women have either very little symptoms or no symptoms. Mm. Um and in that case, just ride it out. You know, if you're feeling mm. good and life is going well, I don't think there's anything you need to do. Just continue to enjoy life and thrive as best as you can. This is right. nothing to be ashamed of. It's a perfect, perfectly natural phase of life. Right. Um, if you are experiencing some symptoms and they're not really interfering in your life too much, you might want to just get your hormones checked to understand what your levels are. And then you can think about lifestyle changes. So for me, one of the first things I've done is I've prioritized sleep. It is so important. Your body can't actually Make hormones if we're exhausted, mm-hmm. so that's one thing. I also changed the way that I exercise. I used to exercise constantly, mostly. I liked it. I like to move, and I, it was also good for my mental health. Oh, it was also nice, you know, to keep weight off. But I'm realizing I have to exercise more smartly now. So I don't do a ton of like long runs because just <laughs> yeah. break my body. I'm like, nope. I'm going to do a quick, you know um, High intensity training session. And then I lift a lot of weights because our bodies do not hold on to muscle as we get older. So I've really shifted from like a real cardio fan into a real weight focused person. I mean, yes. we- weights. Um, and then, you know, the other thing is I do try and eat for hormone balance. I eat a mm-hmm. ton of cruciferous vegetables, things like broccoli and cabbage and yeah. cauliflower. And they do a lot to help. Uh, our bodies rid hormones. So for me, mm. in particular, I happen to be estrogen dominant. I have a lot of estrogen compared to the progesterone I have, and that's not uncommon in perimenopause. A lot of us do, mm-hmm. even if we're taking a progesterone um, hormone replacement. Um, but for me, I do find making sure that I get also a lot of fiber because you want to eliminate as much toxins in your body. I mean, toxins is kind of like a weird like. Word. I don't mean it like in a bad It gets gets thrown around a lot nowadays. Yeah. And to be fair, I don't mean it in the way that you would traditionally think of it. I just think of it for me as like having too much estrogen doesn't work for me. So it's one way, you know, eliminating it through fiber use and, and making sure that you're getting a lot of water does help. And then the third thing I would say is if you are experiencing a lot of symptoms, you may want to look into hormone therapy. For me, it's been a literal lifesaver. And I will tell you, Wendy, when I finally figured out what perimenopause was, and I finally realized, you know, how bad my symptoms were. And I, you know, I was like, okay, this is crazy. I need to do something. Mm -hmm. A friend of mine mentioned hormone therapy. And I was like, oh my God, I would never do that. That's, I've heard it causes cancer. Like I heard it's really dangerous. I really, I said this at the time. And it's because I've been working in women's health issues forever, um, but kind of tangentially. Mm -hmm. And I remembered the study that had come out in the early 2000s, right? As I was having my kids that essentially said like hormone therapy was dangerous. And unfortunately, the health community has not done a good job of updating women on that information. Like I hadn't heard anything since. And as far as I knew, hormone therapy was still really dangerous. And in fact, it's not, you, you know, if you feel that you need, Something to help you get through this time of life because your hormones are interfering with your emotional health or your physical health. Hormone therapy is a great idea. Yeah. And it, yeah. it's actually not risky for the very most majority of women.
0: Yeah, I did it for a short period of time. Um, I did those the pellets, I mm-hmm. guess. The, I, I think it was probably you know towards the end of my perimenopause i was moving into the menopause but it did just kind of help me get over that little hump there of like the the peak of the symptoms so that did help me quite a bit um and for now like i i do like i am kind of curious and even just doing you know the taking amberin as a supplement because i'm not extreme but like I do like there occasionally like the hot flashes the fatigue the I get joint aches quite a bit is so or joint now are there differences in symptoms perimenopause and menopause there are some hmm. symptoms in menopause don't happen as often as they do in
1: perimenopause migraines is yeah. a good example migraines tend to happen more when you're in menopause um yeah pain can happen in both and hmm. um I'll say a couple of things you mentioned supplements Mm-hmm. I highly recommend supplements as well. I think yeah. you know, there's lots of herbs, there's lots of minerals out there that can be incredibly mm-hmm. helpful. So one yeah. thing that I've done, for example, is I love valerian. It's, um, Oh yeah. A pill that you can take at night and it has helped me enormously with sleep as has adding progesterone hormone therapy. Um, mm-hmm. I love turmeric. Turmeric is to me, mm-hmm. like one of the best uh, herbal supplements out there and can help in, unbelievably with joint pain. Like I went yeah. having a ton of knee pain. I don't, I don't experience it anymore. I drink a yeah. um, thing every morning with turmeric in it. And I'm like, great. It does make your pee yellow. So that's like a little, little weird. <laughs> Just a heads up on that. But otherwise it's great. We'll take yellow pee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, the other thing about the, the, the hormone therapy, you mentioned the pellets, like there's tons of options you can take creams you, there's yes. there's you know there's in, um injections that you can do i take the progesterone in a pill like pretty much any mechanism is out there for you to explore and to test and if one doesn't work for you you can try another one
0: exactly yeah i think you have to find out what works best for you and kind of going back to what you were saying about exercise and I know for me, yeah, I used to, you know, do a lot of running, cycling, just tons and tons of cardio. And then I finally got to the point, I'm like, it was too much for me. Mm -hmm. And now I just do yoga. I do walking, I do hiking, but I think you find that it's easy. Like if you tune into your body and really figure out what it is that it needs, whether it's, you know, in regards to exercise, the foods that you're eating and trying different methods and ways to relieve some of the symptoms.
1: Yeah. So, you know, for me, I feel like my body finally just said enough. It was actually screaming to me. And it was because quite frankly, I was disconnected from my body. I'm like a very brain person. I like (laughs) my brain for my job. And I tend to think internally a lot. I do a lot of reading. um, And I wasn't listening to my body. Yeah. The screaming that it was in pain, it was exhausted. And you know, the other thing I will say very emphatically is whatever you do, go into perimenopause with as little stress as you possibly can yes. have. I know, yeah. I know that sounds crazy. Like, isn't aren't we all supposed to be stressed? Like, isn't life just stressful? Right. And I said it for many of us, it is, but if there's anything you can do to even just lower your stress. I think it's really important. I was really super stressed in the early parts of perimenopause and it made all my symptoms worse. And mm-hmm. it, you know, and it also really impacted the anxiety and, and the depression I was experiencing. So I have done a ton of work. I like you, I do a lot of yoga now. I used mm. to meditate, you know, every day and I do it for like five minutes. Now I'm like, no, you know what? I got I got to do 20 minutes. I take mm-hmm. a nap. I have a nap here. I mean, I have a, nap. I have a couch. <laughs> here. I will tell you, you will find me on that couch. Every day for 15 or 20 minutes, because it really helps me de-stress.
0: It's, it does. I used to never be able to take naps. I finally am. And I love it. I was like, oh, oh, I haven't been doing this sooner, you know? It's awesome. I was just thinking, though, I, I, would, I would think that if during perimenopause, if you really kind of get that under control, if you will, that it's going to help you as you're, you know, easing your way into menopause. Yeah, I, I believe that hundred percent, you know, if I could
1: have gone back in time, I would have done a lot of things differently. As I was entering perimenopause, I would have set myself up to right. not have such a extreme response and, you know, such difficult symptoms, which is why I'm on this campaign to really let women mm-hmm. know what's headed down the pathway so that you can prepare. Um, the interesting thing about perimenopause and menopause is this menopause is literally a day, if you will. Menopause mm. is the day <laughs> in which you no longer get a period and it's yep. it, it, you only arrive at that point if you haven't had one for a full year. Okay. So, so now perimenopause on the other hand, perimenopause can be up to 15 years. Like I'm <laughs> one of those, I think I'm lucky people who's going to be in perimenopause for 15 years. Yeah. Um, but then, but of course, you know, after menopause is essentially like what you, you know, you're in after that one year period, yeah, you want to do everything you possibly can now. Get yourself ready. Yeah. Get routines that take care of you. You know, the other thing, right. I was with this friend the other day and she was talking about how she like doesn't eat butter anymore. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, are you allergic to dairy? Like are you and she's like, no, I just feel like I, you know, I have to be so careful with what I eat. So like I don't need any fat anymore because I'm afraid I'm gonna gain weight. And I was like, wow, oh gosh, what are you doing? Cause the other thing that I think a lot of us don't know is our bodies need fat to create hormones. Our brains need fat to keep on firing and like ensure that we don't have Alzheimer's or dementia later on. So, the other thing I would say is, you know, throw away all the crap that you hear about, you know, eating fat and like being bad for no, actually, your body, you know, you've been told forever that you need to be super thin and you have to, you know, make sure you're not eating a lot of fat. This is not the time to do that. Like, enjoy that butter, enjoy that, that, you know, Greek yogurt because your body is naturally losing hormones mm-hmm. and it everything it can p- possibly get to create whatever's left. <laughs> you need, you need. Right. Desperately.
0: Yep. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause uh, so I had a guest on the show, not too long ago, Camille Martin, she's author of the book, love to lose. And her whole thing is all about just loving your body and don't like throw away all those, like can't eat this and don't do that. It's like, Oh my God. So stressful. So this kind of ties into that because you get to this point in your life where, gosh, just love your body and do what you can to take care of yourself and throw it all like, can't do this and can't do that. I'm like, that in itself is stressful.
1: Yeah. And I will will say like, I know how hard it is. I have a teenage daughter. Mm -hmm. So I'm watching all of the things, the messages that Society gives to young women. I experienced them when I was her age, and now I'm watching it all happen again. So I know we're trying to swim upstream against a yeah. really strong set of messages that tell us, you know, that we need to look good all the time. We need to be thin, et cetera, et cetera. But I really believe, like, if we can't just be ourselves, I know. 50, like, we all we're gonna we're at the midpoint of our life. Like, we may not have as many years ahead of us as we yep. had behind us. So let's love ourselves. Let's embrace who we are as humans let's, let's be kind to each other, you know, ourselves and to each other.
0: Yeah. And you know, well, and I'm a French pastry chef. I can't live without butter. Like <laughs> I, I forgot. You cannot me. make a flaky croissant without butter.
1: Oh yeah. No way. You are. I, I don't, I can't believe how many things you do, Wendy. Like you amaze me. I cannot believe that you're a French pastry chef. It's like, unbelievable. <laughs> I always
0: say I'm a Jill of all trades, I you know, it. like yeah, what have I not done? <laughs> so let me actually, now that I've got my um, phone here, obviously, I'm going to pull up on Facebook to see if I can see our live, which is I can. Well, there we are. Yeah, I can. Um, look. I'm like, look, so cool. here I am. Yeah. So um, I don't know how quick it is on the comments. But I guess let's go ahead and let's give away a couple of your books. Yeah. So You've
1: Got to Be Kidding Me is my perimenopause survival guide. And I wrote it in a really accessible way. So this is not like a medical document or or literature in any way, shape, or form. It's really easy to read. Like you can get through this in a weekend, but it'll tell you everything you need to know to really thrive during this time of life. So uh, whoever sort of types in first book. Or, yes. I'm going to give away two. So the first two people who type in book in the comments, I'll find you on Facebook afterward and I'll make sure that I send this out to you. And then anyone who um, is interested and doesn't you know, get the, the freebies, I'm offering 20% off of the guide. Oh. If you go to book baby, which is the publisher to buy them, um, there's a coupon code that I'll put into the comments.
0: Perfect. And then uh, your website is,
1: we are Periwinkle. So We Are Periwinkle is the handle for both Instagram and Facebook. Uh, So join us there. I'm sharing as many uh, hints and tips and tricks as I possibly can. And then go to helloperiwinkle.com, which is our website. There's a couple of things there that you can pull down for free. So you can uh, download the first chapter of the guide. Uh, Mm -hmm. and just get a sense of like, whether or not this is a guide that will speak to you. Like I really talk about it the way that I I speak in the book, the way that I speak now. So it's like listening to me talk. Um, and hopefully Mm -hmm. that's appealing to you. And if it is buy the guide, the other thing you can Mm -hmm. do, is you can take a quiz to see if you are in fact in perimenopause. Um, so I I recommend that that was super helpful to me in the, um, in the early days of perimenopause. And then the last thing is I highly recommend tracking your symptoms. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we're all tired in paramentopause we're <laughs> overwhelmed. we're stressed out there's a lot going on and then we go into our doctor's offices and we're like, well I don't really feel great and they're like, well yeah. how much are you sleeping I'm like I don't know you know or well what symptoms are're experiencing well uh, you know I, these three or whatever and then I get out of the office I'm like, oh my god there's like 10 others of them so this yeah. is this is a tracker to help you track your well-being and your symptoms that you can print off and take with you the next time you go to the doctor and say look Here's what I've been experiencing. What do I do?
0: That is so awesome. I'm so glad that you did all, all this. Oh, I'm sure you. that was. I'm sure that was a lot to uh, to do. <laughs> That's it was, what I, it was fun to do.
1: I, you know, it was during the pandemic. I run a separate yeah. company, so I was super, super busy. I was also senior year for my daughter and Kyle in high school, and so she was preparing for you know college applications and all of that. It's a little crazy, but I will tell you, there is nothing more. Um, inspiring for me than when women reach out and they're like, "You've changed my life. Like this, yeah. this guide has given me a new lease on life. Like I couldn't ask for better feedback than that. And that's what I want. I want to get this into the hands of fifty thousand women. I want to raise awareness mm-hmm. around the world about this stage of life, and I want to shatter the taboos. Like none of us should be ashamed of this perfectly natural stage of life. But you know, it's funny. Like I've gone to dinner parties and. People are a little bit hesitant to talk about this stuff. Like it's yeah. body stuff, and I think there's still some
0: embarrassment there. And if I can chip away at that, I will. Yeah, and I don't think there should be. It's like, like you said, it's a natural part of life. It's, it's. I mean, gosh, we we're we all we all go through it, right? I mean, it's not. There's not
1: a woman that's excluded from it. The only people that are excluded from perimenopause and menopause are women who die. So, oh, in a way. Okay. Yeah, in a way, (laughs) they they die before they can experience it. So in a way, like I look at it as like, I'm fortunate enough to have gotten to an age where I'm experiencing this stage of life. And you know, I think there's a lot that goes into like the shame. I mean, honestly, Wendy, if you had told me five years ago that I would be going around the country talking about periods, I wouldn't (laughs) have believed you. I would be like, no way. Like I grew up with an English mother. We did not talk about body stuff. Like this was, it wasn't, common. Yeah. Um, but, I've, but I, what I have realized is like, we can't, um, we can't normalize this. We can't get the appropriate support for this stage of life. If we're just talking about it to ourselves, you right. know, we girlfriends in a corner, like, mm-hmm. you know, the other thing that I don't know that a lot of people realize is many of us are going through perimenopause at the stage of life. When we are at the top of our careers, like when oh, we, yeah. we, when we have the most opportunity to have a leadership position or to make, you know, good money. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for me, like I was running this business and a very, really successful company and having all of these symptoms. And it was like, I couldn't afford to feel as bad as I was because I had a lot of people I was employing and a lot of people I was supporting, you know, with my income and with um, the company's success. I'm not the only one. So I think we really have to look at perimenopause as something to manage well, because it's good for our economy. It's good for yes. families. It's good for women to be healthy and successful and achieving because we all win when, when we are.
0: Yeah, you're so right. I mean, um, and I even like what we're doing right now. Think of how many people we can reach just by doing this. Yeah. Silly question. Yeah. So the term perimenopause is this new? Because I, mean, I like it, I've never heard of it. Yeah, it's not a silly question. I I will say,
1: like like you, I had never heard of it. Um, I think in the health field, it's probably been around for a longish time, maybe a decade, uh, and. Thankfully, you and I are not the only ones who are shedding light on this. Like if you actually go to the Goop website, like Gwyneth Paltrow is talking about her
0: experiences,
1: Mm. you know, uh, lots of different actresses are finally like raising their hands and going, yeah, I'm in this too. And it kind of sucks. And (laughs) they're they're, like throwing their money behind the products and really, you know, helping create, um, support for women out there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would say a decade ago, that term would not have yeah. been. And it's, even
0: now I like, I'll say it, people are like, well, what is that? Yeah. And you know what? I, I was thinking back years ago, um, when I was starting to have, you know, symptoms and they would come and go. Sometimes I'd be okay. Then all of a sudden I get hit again with them. And then I was hopping around to different doctors. And I mean, a couple of doctors even recommended, I oh, would will just have a hysterectomy. And I know that was such, I think we talked about this before, and was kind of a common thing a few decades ago, like, oh, well, if it's just, just have it all ripped out. (laughs) And so, I mean, the thing is, like, even with what us talking about this, like there's options, there's alternatives, there's ways to to get relief from everything that you're experiencing without having to destroy your body. Yeah, yeah. I, I could not agree more. Uh, you know,
1: another thing that I've seen, and I'll I'll just share this in case anyone out there is experiencing it. Um, I seen two things. One, a woman will come into a a doctor's office and and say, she's experiencing anxiety and depression. Mm -hmm. And, um, the first response is, well, let's put you on, you know, a medication that is, is, you know, explicitly for a mental health issue. Yes. Out exploring the fact that she is in a perimenopause Stage and mm-hmm. may actually just be dealing with hormonal issues and doesn't actually need, right. you know, a mental health pill, if you will, um, what yep. she needs is to balance her hormones. And let me just be a hundred percent clear. Yes. I'm very, very supportive of, you know, pharmaceuticals to help with mental health issues. Uh, yep. There's no issue there for me, but for me, that wouldn't have helped me because right. the, I wasn't anxious or depressed because of my life. Or because of you know my neurochemistry, I was anxious and depressed because my hormones were off balance. So right, was- that was the real yeah. cause. Yeah, yeah exactly. So like this, I just want to be sure that women are not band-aiding The other thing that I've seen, or mm-hmm. are not band-aiding because their clinicians are recommending it. The other thing I've seen is this sort of carte blanche. Well, we'll put you on the pill. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, the pill would not have helped me. I'm estrogen dominant, so I don't need an estrogen pill. And I was actually lacking in progesterone, which, okay, maybe the pill could have helped with that, but testosterone, there's no pill out there that gives you testosterone, but no birth control pill. So I I just think, you know, it's really important to get very laser focused on addressing the hormone issues. The other thing I'll say is a a ton of women, like millions of women are dealing with thyroid disease during perimenopause, and it's not being addressed. We are told that it's actually our, our hormone levels are fine. Our thyroid levels are fine, even though we're exhausted we're mm-hmm. anxious we're cold all the time. We can't drop weight. I mean, there's a ton of symptoms yeah. that come about because of thyroid disease. So the other thing I would say is, you know, if you're out there and you think you might have a thyroid issue and you've gone to a doctor who's repeatedly said, no, go to someone else. Like you write your body well enough, find the doctor who knows about hormones. Like I said earlier, and they'll know about what to do for your thyroid.
0: Speaking of, I think you mentioned this before, maybe it was on another show. Do do you have a list of functional medicine doctors? So I don't have a list of functional
1: medicine doctors in the guide. What I do have are the things you should look for, and I do have links to resources that do have lists of functional medicine doctors, lists of doctors from the um, National Metapause Society. So, you know, there are resources in the guide that will help you find a functional medicine doctor or just a doctor who. Yeah. Hormone
0: balance. I mean, and, and thankfully nowadays there are getting to be more, you know, functional medicine doctors or doctors specializing in hormones and hormone therapy and just balancing your hormones, all that good stuff. So there's options out there. And I, I think it's just important to be proactive about it. You have to take care of yourself and go, okay, I've, I've got to figure this stuff out. But that's why I love about your book, though, too, because it's like, here you go. Yeah, Here, this is I mean, read this and you're good to go. And
1: I, I, I agree it. with you. Um, I do think, you know, in a way, um, we are in a, in a fortunate time that there are going to be, I think, more clinicians focused on hormone balance and um, hormone thriving, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's beginning, I think they're beginning to see like, there are a lot of us out there who have been struggling for no reason yeah. and who are interested in the way that I've been interested in helping women and like helping us get through this period of time in a really good way. Um, so yeah, I check them out, you know, do your due diligence, ask the questions. I have a bunch of questions in the guide that you can ask the care team because you want to work with people. This is like, this is intimate stuff. Like, yeah, you know, you may be talking about your sex life with your partner and how right. it has changed. And you want mm-hmm. to be with a care team who can really yeah. listen to you, can connect the empathy about those things. So there's questions in here too, around those issues and how to suss out, like who would be a good care team for you?
0: Yeah. And like you said too, everyone's going through it differently. Some people don't get symptoms. Some people get a couple of symptoms. Some people get a lot of symptoms like this one right here. <laughs> like this one too. <laughs> and Just when you were talking about the taking the pill and do it. I, oh my God, that takes me back because that's all the doctors are like, oh, take this and take that. Let's rip that out. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, what's happening? Right. It doesn't have to be yeah. that drastic.
1: I mean, I, the yeah. fact that someone tried to give me the pill, I'm like, but I was on the pill years ago and it like made me miserable, you know? Like, so yeah. I just think we have to get curious. We can't, I think, stop when we hit a roadblock, because there's a lot of roadblocks, unfortunately, still, and right. just pushing, I, I, you know, if there's anything that I would underscore, it's we all deserve to feel good yeah. in our bodies, in our minds, in our emotions. We all deserve good medical care that addresses the symptoms that we might be experiencing. We should not be embarrassed for, for demanding that.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I totally agree. Now, so, so when does menopause typically start? Um, so average age is around 52, I
1: believe. Um, so, you know, I'm guessing I'm going to go through it around 55, but lots of women go through menopause earlier. Um, you know, it really depends on a couple of different factors and I don't really recall exactly what they are right now. I think there is some correlation between when you've gotten your first period, um, Mm -hmm. which makes sense for me. I got that late. So of course I'm going to go into, you know, menopause later, um, But you know, I I do I have noticed that there is a lot of attention right now in the medical world around menopause, more so Mm -hmm. than I've ever seen before. Yeah. So my hope is when I get there, I will have paved the way for all the women behind me who are going to go through menopause or perimenopause. And I will be, you know, benefiting from all the great work being done now to improve the menopause experience.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I I probably well, I'm turning 50 in a few weeks. So I started probably maybe about a year or two ago.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, but yeah, I mean, some people do start early Yeah. and I mean, but I would say the perimenopause was pretty rough. It is. It can be a really rough time. Um, yeah. And I think the hardest
1: part, at least for me, well, there were two hard parts. One was having no idea what I was going through because right. I had never heard the term. So you know, if you see me out there talking about this at dinner parties or on Facebook lives or on Instagram, it's because <laughs> I'm trying to give you a heads up. Like this is coming and it might be hard and you just want to know. It's kind of like that book that a lot of us when we were pregnant read, What to expect when you're expecting, like, yes, what this is this is you know that yeah. book for perimenopause because. I can't even imagine being pregnant for 9 months and not having read something that like clued me in into what was going on cuz my body was like wigging out, you know? Um and same thing with perimenopause. Like we need that heads up. And then the second thing I would say is I just felt like I didn't have any where to turn because you know like when you are going to have a baby, like when you know, just using that example, like I went and found an OB who right was going to deliver the baby and they like walked me through the process. It's a little bit more challenging with perimenopause, but like I said, there are options out there and it's, at least for me, it was so worth it to yeah. push through the barriers. Cause you know, I started talking with you at the beginning of the slide, Wendy, about how bad things were mm-hmm. Fast forward, you know, here we are several years later. And yeah. the reason I wrote this guide was I was like, okay, if I can get to a place where I feel better, I will write this for women, you know, Mm -hmm. they don't have to go through the same thing. And the good news is I feel great. Mm. I sleep like a baby at night. I do exercise that I enjoy that doesn't like break down my body. I eat all the foods that I love and, you know, make sure that I eat them for hormone balance for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a great relationship with my husband. You know, thankfully we are intimate with each other and there's no issues Mm -hmm. there. You know, I've got these two great kids that I love and a career that I love. So there is a way to get through to the other side and to really be happy in midlife. And like, I'm super excited for the next 40. I just turned 50 for the next 40, 50 years what? of my life. 50! <laughs> 1972, baby. You're, yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. Yes, yeah. me too. Yeah. When was your birthday? It was May 5th, Cinco de Mayo. Ah, yeah. yeah. So i am twenty-seven seventy-two. 11-27-72. Oh, you're coming Spanish. up. So you, you're like the perimenopause trailblazer. Yeah. I mean, sure.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm blazing again, like I said, I never Someone needed never to, thought I would be talking about these issues, but uh, if it can help women, I'm yeah. there, I'm there for
0: it all the time. Question about periods. So yeah. I know for me, mine got to be, it was like every other two weeks. And then it was like, Oh, then it decided not to come for a month. And then it was back again. So is that pretty typical?
1: In yeah, so Going back to the symptoms we were talking about before, I should have mentioned that one. So erratic periods are a huge symptom of perimenopause. So they mm-hmm. can be longer, they can be shorter, they can mm-hmm. be heavier, they can be um, lighter. So it's really all over the map. And it can be all of those things over several years. So mm. that's actually one of the first signs. I think a lot of us are like, wait, what is going on? Like for me, I didn't feel like I could leave the house for the first day of my period because I was, yeah. I mean, the word I would use, unfortunately is hemorrhaging. It was pretty bad. Yeah. Um, and that turns out it was because I didn't have enough progesterone. So there's ways mm. to manage that, but that was, that's definitely a symptom. And then, you know, I, I know for many, many women, they don't get their period for like, you know, nine months and all of a sudden it shows up again and they going through menopause. And it's like, mm, you're not there yet. Um So yeah, you have to go through a full year without a period
0: before you're in menopause. Yeah. So the 12 months, that's the indicator right there then. Yeah. And
1: actually one other thing to mention that I don't think gets a lot of attention, but I think it's important. Um, I've mentioned this to you, Wendy, my grandmother had a baby at 50 and uh, at the time they called those change of life babies. And it's <laughs> I think because women are having these erratic periods and they're thinking, oh, I can't get pregnant. Like there's no chance. Right. I mean, there's no way. And I'm I'm so old. And and, and in fact, you can get pregnant. Many women do mm-hmm. happily. some also just really surprised. Um, but <laughs> your you, grandmother was, surprised. She was really <laughs> surprised. Like her boys were all out of the house, three of them. And, and boom, she has another baby. And if you want another baby, that's awesome. But if you yeah. are looking to expand your family, just keep in mind that your erratic periods actually make things a little bit harder to control your reproduction and you should be doing whatever you possibly can to protect yourself because you can't get pregnant.
0: Yeah. That's such a good point. Yeah. So until you're in menopause, then yeah, you be careful.
1: I mean, there's not, it's not like we're all walking around with a
0: ton of eggs. I, I'm, I'm sure I don't have, a <laughs> of that. but like one of them
1: could drop at the wrong time. And you know, for me, I don't want to be pregnant. So yeah. You
0: have to the only careful. eggs I have are in that fridge over there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, That's I, for the French pastries.
0: Oh yeah, well I love it. Oh, so let's give away some amberin. Okay, I, I was going to do that. So since we're on perimenopause, um, we'll give away some Ambren perimenopause. So if you guys just first person to type in the chat, I don't. Can you see a live chat going on? I don't see one. So yeah, so concerned. I don't, it may not even occur until after we're done. But anyways. Just let's see, what do I want? Well, just type in perimenopause, yeah, perimenopause, and then first, one to type that in, you get this, and then I'll contact you and I'll get this over to you, and you can start your little happy hormone journey. And then, uh, for this one, look, it's got a cute little ribbon on it. I love it. Um, good old menopause, you can join me, um, in my menopause journey. And let me just say, it says here the 12 symptoms hot flashes. Yep. That's me. Uh, night sweats, mood swings, low energy, weight gain, stress, irritability, low sex drive, joint aches, sleeplessness, headaches, difficulty concentrating. Yep. Yep. Oh, brain fog is a huge one. That's another yep. one. I, I love how I, you know, forgetting all the symptoms.
1: Um, and it's because I've gone through them and I don't have them anymore, but brain fog is, and I thought I was going to have to quit my, my job. Yep. What do you think? Yeah. So if if that can help with that, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, so uh, first person to type in menopause, you get this little beauty right here, and then we'll go through this thing together. So I'm excited about that. Um, anything else you want to add? Uh, what else did we forget? Anything? I, don't I mean, there's so, so much. Um, we did. We covered a lot of ground,
1: Wendy. Again, I'm super, super mm-hmm. grateful to you for. Being willing to talk about this topic, you know, yeah. I think it can be hard, and um, you know, sometimes it's easier just to avoid stuff. Uh, but yeah, I appreciate you shining a light on it, and yeah. I encourage folks to. I just put the code in. There's a twenty percent discount for the guide, and you know, yeah. I just for anyone who's listening, if you have questions and you want to dive into this more, I love talking about this stuff. So DM me on Instagram, DM me on Facebook. I'm happy oh. to answer whatever you need. I'm not a clinician, but I have been there as a patient. I've walked this journey. And I'm happy to share what I've learned, both from my own experience, but also from a ton of research I did in writing the guide. So reach out anytime.
0: Yes. And also, I just now remembered you were, I'm looking up which episode you were on. So if you go to the midlifemakeovershow.com. Oh, here it is. Uh, Jen Sweeney is, oh, there you are. Okay. So episode 25, um, it's titled, is it hot in here or is it just me? (laughs) Sounds like Perry perimenopause. Learn how to relieve hot flashes, fatigue, moodiness, and more with Jen Sweeney. Yeah. Check it out. so, So that's a really good one. That was a great episode because we really could, I mean, we had a lot of the same topics we talked about today, but that's a nice one. You can listen to it while you're driving in your car or something like that. But thank you guys so much. I'm glad that we figured out how to do Facebook live and we'll have to do more that sounds good thanks everyone good to be thank here you. Thanks, Wendy. Here's, to, here's to happy hormone yes bye. bye thank you so much for listening to another great episode of the midlife makeover show live on instagram before we part ways just a few quick reminders of how you and i can connect outside of this fabulous show number one Join the Midlife Makeover Club. It's our private Facebook community for all things related to midlife, relationships, health, mindset, and more. You will receive episode updates, interview clips of the show, Instagram live videos, wise words from Wendy, and of course, some wacky words from Wendy. Basically, anything to help you live, love, and laugh through midlife. Just go to themidlifemakeoverclub.com and request to join. We would love to have you. Number two, join us for the next Instagram live show. The cool thing about IG Lives is that you can meet new guests and ask questions live on the show. How cool is that? Just follow me on Instagram at Wendy Valentine or the Midlife Makeover Show and click on live shows on my profile. Number three, check out my Midlife Makeover Method online course available at midlifemakeovermethod.com. In this fabulous four-week online course presented by your hostess of the Midlife Mostis, you will embark on an awesome journey of transformation. I will help you discover your number one wish, uncover your why, and get you taking action towards creating a life you love. Over four weeks, we will go through four phases of seed to flight. You will walk away with a midlife metamorphosis.